very, very close people that I know expect an imminent collapse of, this, of the United States. Imminent. I don't know when it will come, but it's going to come. It will come. It may be one major event. It may be a series of events, but it's going to happen. There comes a time when you've got to man up. They're going to take your kids from you and put them in indoctrination camps. They're going to do it. It's going to happen. And there's nothing you're going to do to stop it because we've waited too long. I see a lot of gray-haired people in here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a 50-year fight. All of us are not going to survive it. Dan Page won't. So what you do now is for your children. Live from FEMA Region 2, back at it one more again for the most dangerous two hours in radio on the wake up. Your host this evening, your brother Cam Kazi the Cutlass. Shout out to my co-host, my brother John, the Masonic Marine from the Truth Booth Podcast. Shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for bringing us all together. Shout out to the whole On The Wake Up Radio family. And shout out to you, the listener, the On The Wake Up Radio army. Check us out at onthewakeupradio.com because you already know. We've got our 24-hour interruption-free, sensor-free radio station, onthewakeupradio.com. Check us out there always. If you want to check out the archives, you can go to On The Wake Up Radio Excuse me, at um, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Definitely hit that like button. Hit that share button. Share this content with someone who you feel is ready and on the wake up. I'm going to keep it brief tonight. I think I'm only going to stay on a couple minutes, but I had to come in and just bless the airwaves. There's a whole bunch of fuckery going on. It's just late. It's late right now. But there's a couple things I just wanted to take note of. I know, for one thing, with the FDA... We see the FDA, they're going to take the next 55 years to release, what is it, 390,000, 329,000 pages of COVID-19 vaccine data. So every month for the next 55 years, we're going to, we should expect to see 500 pages from the FDA in those 500 pages you know there's going to be a lot of redactions but you know information is going to come out I think we're we're in an age of disclosure right now so people have to pay attention don't let this one like if this is something see because we have so many people engaged in the meme university aspect of of society right now where 
you see the meme going around talking about how, you know, five, uh, FDA is going to take 55 years to release this information, 2076, right? But that's where it stops pretty much. And then people don't take it to the next logical thing. Like, you know, let me do a little research because of the way they process their four-year requests. It's going to take until 2076, releasing 500 pages every month. So the meme university folks, they may stop. They may not look. They may not read those 500 pages every month. That's a lot of information. Hopefully, I'll be able to read that stuff. But realistically, I probably won't be able to. Most of us probably won't be able to. But somebody will be able to. So I'm sure interesting information is going to come out in there. And I think it's important for people to just, you know, pay attention. Because we're in an age of disclosure right now. And a lot of information is going to come out. And... Uh, I don't want to say it doesn't matter because it does matter, but these uh, bastards are also looking to hit us with a lot of shit too in the next coming months, especially over this winter. If, if we if we make it through, if and when we make it through this winter, we may or may not be stronger on the other end as a country, as a world, because this might be the last vulnerable opportunity that the powers that be have. When I say vulnerable, this might be um, the last time they'll have us in a vulnerable position like this. I mean, granted, things keep going the way that they want it to go, then they will definitely have us in vulnerable positions. But too many people are waking up right now. There's too many disclosures coming out. And... You know, people are going to erupt. People are going to erupt because they just see, like, the wool is being pulled off of the eyes. And people are just, people get to finally see what's going on. And it's through unexpected outlets, you know. So, like, these 500 pages that come out every month, it's probably going to contain some serious truths in there and some serious disclosures. But it's it's up to people to be savvy enough to kind of keep up on it and pay attention. If you are uh, spirit of paying attention, many people may have seen that Bill Gates made an announcement that there will be a smallpox terror attack. Where does he even get something like that, you know? But Bill Gates is known for these type of predictions. <sighs> Excuse me. Bill Gates is one of those people who, you know, he, he his career, he, he's been pretty nefarious throughout his career. I was looking at some some fact checker stuff recently. Because I got hit. I can't remember the name of them now. It's one of those fact checkers. But they um, they hit me. They hit my page with the fact check. So, you know, I went in. I did a little digging. And this is for anyone to do. Anytime you get hit with the fact check, go and examine the fact checkers and see who they 
who who they are and who funds them because you might be surprised. So I went, I saw a group, it was called Ashoka. And so when I looked up Ashoka, you know, I did a little digging, come to find out Ashoka is, uh, you know, they've received some money from Bill Gates. So Bill Gates is funding fact checkers. We know this, but it's always good to go check it out for yourself. Because again, Meme University say, oh, Bill Gates funds the fact checkers. But you can easily go along the page, the fact checker page that goes up, go to the about. You have to do a little work, do a little legwork. But then you will see very quickly who funds the fact checkers. And, you know, sometimes you have to look at the funders behind the funders of the fact checkers to see that people like Bill Gates. So when you see something that says, you know, something positive about Bill Gates or, you know, Bill Gates ran event 201 scenario, but it had nothing to do with the current pandemic. When you see that on the fact checker, well, shit, I mean, he's the one paying the bill. He's the one paying those salaries. So, yeah, they're not going to talk about him. That is what we call a conflict of interest. By definition. But if you don't do that homework, then you wouldn't even know that there's a conflict of interest. So Bill Gates, this from November, this from the Independent UK. Tuesday, 9 November 2021, 1725. Headline, Bill Gates warns of smallpox terror attacks as he seeks research funds. That should send chills through people's bones. What? Bill Gates has warned governments to prepare for smallpox terror attacks and future pandemics by investing billions into research and development. This is like, this is a fucking nightmare right here. Excuse me. Mr. Gates made the comments in a policy exchange interview with the chair of the Health Select Committee, Jeremy Hunt. He said that countries like the U.S. and U.K. must spend, quote, tens of billions, quote unquote, to fund the research, adding that while it may be expensive, it could lead to the eradication of the flu and common cold. What, like, again, what is this, like 2003? Fuck are you talking about a smallpox terror attack? Quote, I'm hoping in five years I can write a book called, quote, we are ready for the next pandemic, but it'll take tens of billions in R&D. The U.S. and the U.K. will be part of that, end quote, he said. Quote, it'll take probably about a billion a year for a pandemic task force at the WHO level, which is doing the surveillance and actually doing what I call germ games where you practice. <laughs> Shit. End quote. So... That's something for people to look up, you know. Maybe something will come up. Look up germ games. Boom. Science time. Bill Gates tells WHO to do germ games to prevent another pandemic smallpox outbreak. I don't trust this motherfucker, man. When they start doing war games and germ games, these like people get hurt, you know. 
Bill Gates has warned that another bioterrorist strike is imminent and has urged international authorities, including the World Health Organization, to prepare for by playing germ games. So pause for a moment. When what's he talking about? Another bioterrorist strike. What's he talking about? Did we have a bioterrorist strike that I'm not aware of? Where would these bioterrorists procure their weapons? Wow, it's just like, you know, you just do the right, type in the right search, and all of a sudden all this information just comes flooding in. Ready.gov, bioterrorism. You know, um, I'm not going to go through all this, but it's very interesting. Very interesting. The rabbit hole just gets deeper and deeper. But point being, you got to watch this motherfucker, Bill Gates. Okay? Because he's talking about uh, the World Health Organization should be playing germ games. And, and, like, he's talking to them, like, giving them suggestions. Motherfucker, Bill Gates is one of the largest funders of the World Health Organization. So, yeah, they're going to do what Bill says. This is the thing. Dr. Bill Gates. It's funny how he talks to them as if he doesn't have large influence over them. I guess that's how he hides his influence. But make no mistake, Bill Gates dumps a lot of money to the World Health Organization and other organizations across the globe. So for him, like he could have, this is my thing, he could have easily said that behind closed doors to the World Health Organization. Hey, listen, guys, time to play some germ games, okay? But he made a public announcement. We can argue why he did that. Maybe it's because that's part of their pact, right? They have to tell us what they're going to do. But in the end of the game, it's all over the newspapers. This is in the Science Times. Um, so, just you know, just, just be mindful, folks, because smallpox, that, that, that shit is not COVID. COVID is, you know, questionable. COVID, yes, it exists, you know may not exist the way that we're being told that it does, but people are getting sick with something, you know? But smallpox, that's a whole different game. So now we're in a situation where we have the infrastructure, right? We have the pandemic response infrastructure that they've wanted for so long. What happens when you throw a real, like a serious pathogen, like a smallpox bioterror pathogen into the mix? Or like an Ebola or a, or a Marburg hemorrhagic fever into the mix? Those are way different. You know, that's when the border crossings, I'm not just talking about north and south border. I'm talking about state borders. That's when state borders get locked down. That's when, you know, mandatory testing, respiratory tests, <clears throat> mandatory quarantine if you're displaying symptoms. That's when they will really activate the FEMA camps and all that stuff like that shit, you know. Enough for nothing. I can see them doing that because too, too many people, the, th the problem with COVID 
is too many people are able to question the narrative right now. There's too many holes in it. This 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 uh shot that the that they're mandating is rushed. There's um too many holes in the different narratives. There's too many nefarious characters. Like there's just too much, too much to be said about what's going on. So yeah, it's not it's not going as smoothly and as seamlessly as they would like. But something like smallpox or Marburg, hemorrhagic fever, yo, listen, people, stand by. That's all I got to say. You know, when it comes to these pathogens, I'm telling you now, stock up on your essential oils. You want to have your oregano oil. You want to have your thieves oil. And thieves oil is just a combination of... It's a combination of clove, clove bud, eucalyptus. These are all essential oils. Clove bud, eucalyptus, lemon, rosemary, and a fifth one. I can't remember. Rosemary, eucalyptus, lemon. Go look that shit up. <laughs> but thieves oil is something that you want to have on deck. You can have little droppers. You can have sprayers. I sell them. If you want to holler at me for them, you can contact me at Coscut and, and on Instagram and just let me know, and I will send it to you. You know, for uh, I think I gotta look at my prices again. It's like fifty fifty five dollars or something like that. I'll send you the spray, and I'll send you an extra dropper. It's about an ounce ounce, half an ounce, something like that dropper of thieves oil. But th these are the type of things that you need to have on deck because, listen, this, this COVID thing, like I said, is questionable. It's like the flu. It's like a, a serious flu. But this next shit that they got planned for us, and don't let them do it in the winter, and don't let them do it in the winter during a blackout. Because that's the type of time that they're on right now, you know? Like they want to completely cripple us. You see this supply chain thing that's going on. And they are manufacturing a crisis, okay? That's why folks need to pay attention. The, the, the crisis, the looming crisis is being manufactured by the powers that be. They're working to cripple not just the American people, but people worldwide, and to make them make them adopt this new system, this tech, the system of technocracy, and and the thing with technocracy that people have to understand, it's it's going to be a monetary and social system, and it's going to be based on some kind of energy credits, you know, like calories or something like that. So, imagine. You know, I don't know how many calories it takes to burn a pound. I, I don't remember all that. But imagine you're paid in calories and you pay for things in calories. You know, like your sweat equity. Let's say, I'm just think about it. Like, I'm not even going to, that's the type of system they're trying to create. Something like that. 
where you literally have to pay for, you are paid in calories and you pay for everything you need in calories. How many calories could any individual person actually earn? Not that much. If things go their way, poverty will take on a whole new, <laughs> a whole new face. Poverty will look way different. Take on a whole new meaning. So just be mindful of that. Last thing, like I said, I'm not staying on here all night, but this is like quick soul check type of shit. As always, I thank my peoples on IG because I got some shit dropped on me today. So, you see people are upset about this Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse and how all charges were dismissed and there's protests. And listen, don't give a fuck about that. This is America, okay? Yeah, if y'all are, uh, are surprised that that was going to happen or upset about that, yo, you should have known that that was the likely outcome that the little motherfucker was going to get cut up, was going to get let off. But somehow people are outraged and surprised. Like, and, and the thing that trips me out too is that so many people are like, oh, this, this means that you know, future people can get off. People can do the same thing. Like, look, they've been doing it for hundreds of years. This ain't no, this ain't no new shit. Like, this is what they do, okay? People like Kyle Rittenhouse. And mind you, he shot a bunch of white folks. It's not like he went and shot black folks. Kyle Rittenhouse shot three white dudes <laughs> and got off for doing it, you know? Got off on the self-defense. And mind you, like, granted... He's a 17-year-old kid. He crossed state lines with a firearm. Ended up shooting three motherfuckers. Sounds pretty illegal to me. I don't know. But the judge saw fit to let him go. So, hey, that's what it is. But there's America. This is where, where that happens. Could a black man do that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just made myself laugh. <laughs> Oh shit, you ever make yourself laugh and didn't see it coming? That that's what just happened right there. Could a brother go cross state lines? Let's say there was a KKK rally and a brother goes and cross state lines with his <laughs> Sorry yo. KKK rally and brother goes and crosses state lines with his with his firearm. Then he meets a whole bunch of other brothers up there, and you know they're defending the black businesses against the KKK. And somehow he gets into a scuffle with a bunch of these Klansmen, and he ends up popping three of them. Would there be the same result? I'll let you figure that out. I'll let you decide the answer to that. Don't get bent out of shape over Kyle Rittenhouse. I want to go so far as to say this is a distraction. I know we, we say a lot of stuff is distractions. But you know what trial is 
two trials. There's two things there in the legal world that people should really pay attention to. You really want to see justice? <sighs> then you need to check out this case from the Honorable Judge Sheila Abdul Salam, rest in power. Because this is from January 3rd, 2017. There's an article, and it took me so long to find this. The headline, NY ruling a first, says excluding juror based on skin tone is prohibited. New York Court of Appeals Judge Sheila Abdul Salam, copyright New York Law Journal, all rights reserved. So, Sheila Abdul Salam put it on record that skin color is used as a discriminating factor when it comes to jury selection, and that jurors are dismissed based on the color of their skin. And prosecutors and attorneys are are permitted to to strike juries jurors potential jurors from the jury just by just because they want to they don't have to give a reason necessarily as long as it's not a race race based reason you know but over time, I think that's what they call the peremptory strike. Don't quote me on that. But I think the peremptory strike is when they can just get rid of jurors. <clears throat> and so what would happen, and this has been a trend for years, is jurors, peace sister, how you doing? Is is uh, prosecutors would dismiss jurors, you know, especially, you know, black skinned jurors, black people from the jury. Because, you know, too many black jurors and they might lose their trial. So Judge Sheila Abdul Salam, long story short, put it on record that skin color is used as a discriminating factor to get rid of jurors. Blew that whole thing wide open. So what did that do? What legal precedent did that set? Could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure, at least in New York State, anybody... Let's say this, anybody black who didn't have a jury of their peers because all the black people were probably stricken from the jury is very likely that they can get a retrial based off of this precedent. This is huge. This should be national news. This is, this is what people should be marching for. All those Black Lives Matter, this is what they should be marching for. This is, I mean, you don't even have to march. You just need to spread the word. That's how dangerous this information is. Literally, all you have to do is tell somebody. This thing that I'm telling you right now, tell somebody and make them tell somebody and watch it spread like wildfire. That That's more effective than any protest, any march, any riot that would upset the system. It is based off of a legal precedent that already exists. And, you know, John and I were talking about this basically from 2017 all the way up until, you know, 2019, until today, really. But in light of COVID and the lockdowns and all that, there's no due process in this city as it is. There's no due process as it is right now. 
So that's going to make it extremely difficult. And I don't want to say it's a lost or wasted opportunity, but we are in a different phase of America right now. Where the courts, the courts aren't really working right now. The courts aren't aren't conducting business as usual right now. For the most part, some courts are. You know, one court in particular to whom people should pay attention is the federal court that is prosecuting Jelaine Maxwell. Jelaine Maxwell, she is the former girlfriend of Jeffrey Epstein. We've been waiting a long time for this trial. The For the longest time, her co-defendants, the names of her co-defendants has been hidden. But we finally have the names of some of Jelaine Maxwell's co-defendants. This was actually filed 8-21-2020. This was when it was filed and submitted, right? Some of the the charges, I mean, this is like a fucking page out of some spirit cooking shit. You know what I mean? Like, this is all the stuff that they call people conspiracy theorists about. Some of it is in this. Um, and it, it's deep. One thing I'm looking, because there's so much, I'm not going to read this whole thing by any stretch of the imagination, but I just want to encourage people to go look up, look up this, uh, this court document and see for themselves. Because, I mean, okay, number 28. The defendants engaged in intentional tortious tortious interference, kidnapping and holding the offspring of plaintiff number three, specifically plaintiff number one, hostage by routinely hiring defendants to stalk and illegally surveil the plaintiffs and interact with the plaintiff number one under the disguise of befriending her or having quote unquote romantic or quote unquote business interest in any of the plaintiffs so that they could use the false relationship to facilitate exploitation, hostage taking, and abuse targeting the aforementioned plaintiffs. Like, the stuff that was being done on Epstein Island, on his plane, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, I'm not staying on long tonight. But I wanted to read off some names of the defendants. One, the nineteen fifty-three trust defendant. Two, Harvey Weinstein defendant. Three, Sean Carter defendant. Four, Darren Indyke defendant. Five, Richard Kahn defendant. Six, the Weinstein Corporation, defendant. Seven, Miramax LLC, a.k.a. Miramax Films, defendant. Eight, the Walt Disney Company, defendant. Nine, Def Jam Recordings, defendant. Ten, 
Rock Nation LLC defendant. 11, Universal Music Group defendant. 12, Beyonce G. Knowles defendant. 13, Kanye O. West defendant. 14, Terrence Thornton defendant. 15, Black Cube LTD defendant. 16, Vendy S.A. defendant. 17, Dwayne Carter defendant. 18, Jean-Luc Brunel defendant. 19, Young Money Entertainment defendant. 20, G-O-O-D Music defendant. 21, Shelly Massenberg Smith defendant. 22, David Boyce defendant. 23, Robert Kelly defendant. 24, Milton Brown defendant. 25, Marcel Marcelo Clower defendant. 26, Sprint Corporation defendant. 27, Viacom CBS defendant. 28, Virgil Abloh defendant. 29, Qatar Investment Authority defendant. 30, Tutor Saliba Corporation defendant. 31, Jelaine Maxwell defendant. She's number 31 on this. 32, Parkwood Entertainment defendant. 33, the City of New York, New York City Police Department defendant. The NYPD? Ugh. 34, Sir Philip Green defendant. 35, Sony Entertainment defendant. 36, John Doe's 1 to 100 defendants. 37, Jane Doe's 1 to 100 defendants. 38, Corporation Doe's 1 to 100 defendants. Folks, according to this, there are over 335 defendants on this case. Jelaine Maxwell being one of them. R. Kelly being one of them. Sean Carter and Beyonce Knowles. Harvey Weinstein being some of them. The 1953 Trust. That's Jeffrey Epstein. See, they don't even name Epstein. I know he's dead, but the 1953 Trust being one of them. Black Cube, you know, that's that uh, Israeli espionage. They might be the ones that took out Anthony Bourdain because he mentioned them in some tweets. He talked about Black Cube. Folks, this might be the biggest trial that you might not hear about in the media, even though you should. This should be all of just like they did for Kyle Rittenhouse. They should do for Jelaine Maxwell. This should be like the OJ trial, televised every day. Like I said, I'm not staying on long tonight. I'm going to leave you with that. Stay vigilant. Don't get caught by the distractions.
do your best not to become over emotional by what the TV is feeding you and always use your critical thinking. If you happen to find yourself in a government induced blackout, don't panic. Especially if you've been listening to on the wake up radio because you already have your food stacked up. You already have your uh, vitamins and minerals. Every can of bean is one meal for one person. Okay, you already have your firearms, ammunition, machetes, whatever you need. You already have warm blankets. You already have your essential oils. You already have supplements. Okay, you already have your toilet paper. So you don't need to be boxing people in the line at Walmart just for a couple rags to wipe your ass. You already have what you need. And if you just ride out this winter, then you're going to come out that much stronger in the spring. You got this, folks. I want to shout out to my co-host, my brother John, the Masonic Marine from the Truth Proof Podcast. Shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for bringing us all together. Tune in again next week for the most dangerous two hours in radio. On the wake up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diane. Cindy Ashwin On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie, they do not fulfill that promise, they never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.